Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello. So excited to spend this time with you this afternoon just to talk about the week. What a week. I hate it. This is what's been happening this week. So welcome, welcome. I have been just looking at my week and doing a quick recap of what's happening or rather what's happened at work this week. And it was a very busy week for me, teaching leaders. uh, We do the Relational Leadership Foundational course. This is a course that helps leaders to better understand how to deal with employees. You see, we have changed so much as a society uh, over time, over the last decade, even the way we connect, we've lost so much of our social interactions. But COVID-19 has come and exacerbated a lot of that. So as leaders, it's really important to facilitate that psychological safety at work, understanding how to check in, how to connect with employees, how to build solid relationships. You know, often leaders want to have good relationship with their employees. They want to get the benefits of good relationship without sacrificing the time and the energy to build those relationships. And sometimes I find that quite uh, funny, actually, when they'll tell me, you know, my employees don't participate, they don't contribute, they're not collaborating. Well, basically, you're telling me that you're running a ship where people don't have connection. Because one of the things we teach in the Collaborative Management Blueprint Certificate is that collaboration is actually comes from people valuing the relationship. So when you develop relationships with your employees, then they start valuing the relationship. And by valuing the relationship means that they're going to go the extra mile. They're going to do the things. And we're not talking about people burning out or becoming overwhelmed or overworking. That's not what we're asking for. We're all about wellness and balance. But what they're going to say, you know what? Let me put a little bit of extra effort into making this not just do my job, but doing my job well. So we're looking for, we want to go beyond performance to high performance. And that's what we're doing. And, you know, the whole area of high performance. And this year at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, we're connecting wellness to high performance. And we're doing that by looking at diversity, inclusion, equity, mental health, psychological safety. All of those things are key to creating a relationship that's valuable, We need to move beyond just hanging out at work, just doing things, working together to actually valuing the impact we have on each other. One of the things that I've been looking at is how much our relationships and our interactions contribute to the health of our cells and our mental health. 
So when we interact with people, it impacts them on a cellular level. You know, if my pipes burst, I'll be annoyed, I'll be stressed out. But when when I have a fight with my husband or with my kids, it impacts me at a cellular level. And that is different. And so you remember that those are important. So having good relationships at work, it's key to staying healthy, to feeling psychological safety. You know, and and so those are some of the things that I was thinking about today. And when I look at a recapping of my week, and those are the things that stand out. Those are the things that come up to the high level, right? I also taught a webinar on creating a workplace wellness culture. And again, what the participants were talking about is exactly that. We don't have collaboration. We don't have participation. Now that people are working remotely, um, they can hide away. They don't, they don't show up. They don't participate. Well, that's because they don't value the relationship. There isn't anything in the relationship that hooks them that they feel they need to show up for. So if you're a leader and you're having those things and you need to talk about how do I relate with my people and how can I up the relational value so they want to interact, they want to show up, they want to participate, they want to contribute because you see relationship is a currency. Your relationship with your team is a currency and you can up the value by deepening that relationship, by developing that, that closer bond, by paying attention to people, listening to them, putting, giving them that five minutes, putting your pen away, putting your, your, your everything on pause and just giving them that five minutes saying, I value you. You are valuable. Acknowledge them. Tell them what they're doing well. You are, you're such a sunshine. You are a great communicator. You bring such a positive attitude. You always have a warm smile. I value that. You're punctual. You show up on time. I can, I can depend on you to be here five minutes early. I value that. Those are little, little things, but what they're doing is they're building relational currency and building relational currency is key to success in any leadership strategy. This is something that's missing in management and leadership 101, how to develop relational currency. That is what I'm calling today's session, right? As we look at what we're focusing on, as we look at this recap of my week, that is what comes up to the top, relational currency. We don't have relational currency when we start seeing. So there are some clear symptoms that show us when we have relational currency. People want to interact. They want to participate. They want to collaborate. They bring ideas to the table. They show up. They're engaging because it's a place that makes them feel good. That is what you do. This is how, this is how you build relational currency. People feel valued. They feel welcome. They feel included. They have a voice. They're empowered and authorized. And that was something we spent time on talking about in my leadership course Spending time and understanding the the value of empowering employees 
and authorize. You empower me when you, when you highlight my skills, my strength, my competencies. You authorize me when you challenge me to think. You invite me to bring my thoughts to the table. You ask me to research something and to bring ideas that you can now, we can now flash out. That you're authorizing me to make decisions and to bring recommendations to the table. That's authorizing me. When you have that in your relationship, when you are empowering and authorizing your team members, then you are going to start building what we call relational currency because that's the key to success for teams. And in this post-COVID era, it's we, we need to rely on the relational currency for innovation. We have to kickstart innovation because we need to rebuild our workplaces smarter. And at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit 2020, 2021, in November 8th to 12th, we're going to be focusing on rebuilding smarter, connecting high performance to well-being. Not just I can run a mile, but psychological safety. I feel no sense of threat here. I feel valued. I feel I belong. That kind of well-being, that is the what keeps people up at work. Nobody goes to, <laughs> I've never had a client who said to me, Joyce, I can't sleep at night because, uh, you know, um, I didn't go for a run or I, I didn't, you know, I, I'm scared to go to work. No, they're scared to go to work and they, because they don't feel safe, because they're feeling harassed, because they're feeling bullied. You know, two of my clients on my caseload right now are going through this nonsense. You know, one client told me, my boss is discriminating against me and treating me terribly because I'm of a different race. Why? This is not a show about racism. This is not a show about discrimination. But yet I find myself talking about it over and over again because it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up and coming up. And my clients keep complaining because they feel stuck. They need a job. They're in the job. They love their job. But the leadership or their colleagues are not valuing them. And when they reach out for help, they're not getting the help they need. So it was quite troubling when my client shared this with me. But you know what makes me think? It makes me think, okay, what happens to her cell when she has to think, I am being discriminated against at work? That, that impacts you at a cellular level. This goes deep, it goes far. And these are the kinds of things that impacts people. This is why somebody will end up with cancer 10 years down the road. Because the cells cannot they cannot develop in a healthy environment. When you have those thoughts, they impact you on a cellular level because you see humans are social beings and we are interdependent. And our survival, our self-evaluation, our growth and development, our sense of belonging all comes from our relationship. And when our relationship isn't working, 
that makes it tough. That makes us want to ask, is life worth meaning? Why do you think people hurt themselves? Why do they ask if life is worth meaning? Meaning, you know, any meaning? It's because the relationship isn't working, right? So I have some quick tips for you. Build some social relations with your clients and build that relational equity uh, with your teams, with your with your your colleagues, with your leaders. It's very important to do. When I look at my week, the other piece that I spend doing, I'm doing a I'm doing a conference coming up next week at ACTO, which is the Association for Coach Training Organization. And ACTO is where coach training organizations come. And I'm going to present on using coaching to bridge the gap, right? Um, bridge the gap between diversity and inclusion to the corporate C-suite because there's a lot coaches can do. There's a lot coach training school can do, and there's a lot the coaching profession can do. And we all need to think about that. Those are some ways we can. Coaching is all about feelings. It's all about thoughts. It's all about uh, creating awareness. It's about connecting your heart and your head and your, and your, and your heart, right? Your, your gut, your head, your heart, connecting those parts. And when you have those kinds of thoughts, they impact your head, heart, and gut. And so it's really, really important to enhance that and to show the impact we're having at a cellular level. Just finally released my book to the world, my sixth book, The Wiz Method. And Wiz Method really is looking at ways, right? It, it, it's really a framework that magnifies how interpersonal exchanges impacts our health and wellness. And, and that is something I want to bring awareness to. You don't just treat somebody bad at work and, it, and you just like that person and they're gone. It affects them at a cellular level. They go home and they share it with their spouse, and they share it with their children. That affects them at a cellular level too. Because they feel the pain that person is feeling. Humans, we have mirror neurons. And when we when we have empathy for someone and when you feel someone pain, it affects us at a cellular level. That's why it's also very good and very important to be careful who you're sharing your painful information with. Because not everybody have the skills and the professional awareness that they know they have to detox from that. And they know they have to let it go. So one of the things that I, I do this weekend is let that go, detox, cut from everything. So I'm not carrying those things at a cellular level. Because yes, a lot of times, those of us in the helping, helping profession, we are feeling empathy for our clients and we're feeling, uh, you know, hurt for them. And we take that on and it affects us at a cellular level. So we have to learn strategies as reflective practitioners to heal ourselves from that. I've been a conflict analyst for all these years and you, you, you're you always mired in people's conflict and, and you have to let it go. You have to learn how to detox yourself from that on a cellular level, mentally, spiritually, so you can cleanse yourself and not get sick from those things. And so it's also important if you're going through one of those traumatic situations that you be careful who you share that with, because not everybody you share with is going to be able to, they take that on and it bothers them and they can't sleep at night and they are upset for you. So also be, be a little bit cognizant of that as well. So if you're going through or you're sharing or you're supporting someone, 
Find ways to do deep breathing, to relax, uh, to cleanse yourself. And sometimes it's just talking to yourself, right? Say, okay, this is not mine. I'm not dealing with this. This is a release. We're going to release this from ourselves. We're going to release this from our body. We're going to just take some deep breath now and I'm releasing this. And if you went for a tough week and it's those interpersonal dynamics at work, just release that. Release it. Give yourself permission to just find a place, quiet place, and release that because when you do, you're going to give yourself a fighting chance and you're also going to uh, up your energy and your vibrations so you can stay healthy and you can be resilient because that's what's important. We're supposed to be there for others, but we have to cleanse those. Just like you cleanse your liver, you cleanse your, you know, you cleanse your gut, you cleanse your skin. We have to cleanse ourselves. We have to cleanse our emotions. We have to clean out all of those negative emotional piece. And and uh, just remind me, just want to remind you that we also have a free emotional wellness course at, uh, at interpersonalwellness.com that you can take as well to do that cleansing, that emotional cleanse and just get rid of those toxic emotions because they can impinge on us and and stay with us and cause pain and distress. So we have to remember to uh, let those go as well. So if you're, uh, as you're going through the weekend, just a few tips uh, for you. Here's some questions I want to ask you about your workplace culture and your work. Please just answer these questions. You can um, leave a voice message here, or if you jump on the, on the newsletter, you can also um, leave a message. Do you have, um, on a scale of one to 10, right? Um, where is where 10, of course, 10 is low, 10 is high and, and one is low. How much positivity is there in your team? And how much optimism are you bringing to work? What new stress management steps have you implemented for yourself? Every week you should find something. If it's a different way of breathing, a different way of uh, talk, talking to yourself, detoxing, and you may get five or six that you add on and you just re rotate over each week as you come to the end of the week to release those and to let them go so you can move on and heal yourself and be resilient. Because as we build more of our relational uh, currency and we be, become more interpersonally resilient, then we can be uh, we can be better for all of ourselves and we can um, just have more wellness. So a couple of things to talk about is to remind you to de-stress at the end of the week and take some time to do that as you go into the weekend, find ways to be positive and to cleanse, uh, not with habits that's going to hurt you, right? Think about that. Think about the long-term effect of, um, you know, some people say I'm going to get drunk and I'm, I don't know, uh, the stress and the alcohol, which is better. So make a good choice, make a healthy choice for yourself. And then of course, as you go into the week, as you come into the week on Monday, start thinking about what do I need to do differently? How can I see the situation? I taught a course on optimism um, this week and it was really how do we stay positive? How do we stay optimistic and how do we uh, deal with what's going on? And it's just very, very important to bring that focus. I can be positive. I can be optimistic as you go into your week. And I will catch you on another episode. Don't forget to look out for catch us on for the social media on the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. Sign up if you haven't yet. Join a committee if you are at work and you're looking for ways to 
um, get recognition for some of the things you're doing and you're, you're doing things in, in an area of workplace health and wellness and you're looking for possible ways to showcase what you're doing, join a committee, get acknowledged, get acknowledgement. That's one of the things we really get at is acknowledging people and showcasing what you're doing. Maybe you can have, maybe, you know, it's good enough and we can do a page for you, uh, a page in our upcoming magazine that you can now take back to your work and say, Hey, this is what I actually do at work. Who knows? It might be somebody who doesn't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, you know, I've seen that before and then it's, I'll never be surprised about that. So yes, take a, take a look, join us at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit and uh, do sign up for the emotional um, wellness course, uh, emotional wellness cleanse, and uh, we'll catch you on another episode. Joyce O'Dillison here signing out and we will talk to you again. Have a great weekend and we'll catch up on what's happening at work. Be well now. Bye. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce O'Dillison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement, And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.